The Boston Bruins are in Florida to try to make the Panthers look like turkeys here on Thanksgiving Eve. And I'm answering a bunch of your mailbag questions here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. So please do smash that subscribe button on your favorite podcast app, and on YouTube if you have not done so already. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. The Bruins are in Sunrise, Florida, getting ready to take on the Panthers tonight in this pre-Thanksgiving matchup between this season's Top team in the NHL so far, and last season's President's Trophy winners. Now, heading into this game, uh, the Bruins will be without Trent Frederick. He didn't skate during Tuesday's practice after suffering an upper body injury on Monday night in the game against Tampa. Uh, He crashed into the boards, shoulder first on the forecheck, considered day-to-day, and Craig Smith will sub back into the lineup. Uh, Montgomery said, head coach Jim Montgomery, that is, said he was leaning towards playing Craig Smith anyways. He hadn't played since November 12th in Buffalo. He's only suited up for 10 of 19 games this season. Uh, Montgomery said he and Smitty had breakfast yesterday morning just to talk things over. He's ready. He's a pro. His attitude has been great. Extremely well-liked by his teammates, and he's a big part of the culture we have here. He said, Smith, with only one goal, two assists through 10 appearances so far this season. Montgomery also not really concerned about the Bruins having a bit of an emotional letdown after Wednesday's huge win over the Lightning and celebrating Patrice, Patrice Bergeron's 1,000th point. He said they have great leaders. It's that simple. Such a luxury not to have to go in and warn the team about not worrying, not getting caught up, not reading the press clippings about how good this team has been so far. Bergeron, Brad Marchand, David Krejci, David Pasternak, Charlie McAvoy, Nick Foligno, an army of leaders in there, and the best captain in sports, according to Jim Montgomery. No word yet on who will get the start tonight, whether they'll go to Jeremy Swayman or keep rolling with Linus Allmark. One guy who was able to practice yesterday, but still a little far off, is uh, Derek Forbort. He traveled with the team to Florida, was able to be part of the post-game celebrations with respect to 
Bergeron's milestone point. Um, no update on timeline. He has a broken finger that required surgery. Forbort said when they told him four to six weeks, he was like, what? How is that possible for just a finger? But it's just the way the break was. And he's lucky to, or not lucky, but thankful to be getting back to skating. Uh, he did joke that he has a broken elevator in his building that's helped him keep in shape during three weeks away from game action. He's had to carry his sweet dog Darla up the stairs four times a day. So conditioning should be fine. One other injury note or a guy who evaded serious injury was Nick Felino. He took a puck to the face off a Hampus Lindholm shot in practice on Monday left him bloodied and required four to five stitches. But he was, of course, in the lineup that night, scored a goal against Andre Vasilevsky, and going to address Felino a bit more in the mailbag part of the show. But Montgomery said he's been unreal. Another guy that's been a captain in the league for a long time, and you can see why. He's really dedicated to the team. He loves and relishes his role. Where he helps us on the power play, helps five on five, helps the grind game in a bottom six role, and it's nice to see him get uh, rewarded. He, he credited his beard for helping him, um, you know, absorb some of the impact from that Hampus Lindholm shot. And Nick Foligno has indeed been so integral to Boston's success this season. Four goals, seven assists through 11, for 11 points through 19 games. He's on a 47-point pace, 17 goals, 30 assists, if he were to stay healthy all season and keep up this production. Uh, so all credit to Nick Foligno for... Rebounding from last season, coming in hot and being a huge contributing member so far for our Boston Bruins. Now, on the Florida side of things, they come in, I believe I ranked them uh, third or fourth yesterday in the Atlantic Division, a record of 9, 8, and 2 through uh, 19 games, so that's 9 wins, 10 losses, if you count overtime and shootout losses as losses, as you should, even though they get a point. Uh, they are led in scoring by, uh, let me just check Florida's team stats here. They are led in scoring by, oh my goodness, NHL website, Matthew Kachuk. 25 points so far this season uh, through 17 games played. He missed a couple games due to a suspension, so he's fitting in very well. Bit of a slow start for some of these other guys. Alexander Barkov, uh, Sam Reinhart, Sam Bennett. Uh, Carter Verhege's been coming on pretty strong as of late. Uh, Brandon Montour and Carter Verhege rank second when it comes to scoring. Uh, it'll be Spencer Knight who gets the start for the Panthers tonight. 2.43 goals against average, a 918 save percentage. He's largely been outplaying 
Sergey Bobrovsky in the Florida net. Should be a good game in Sunrise. The Bruins will be off tomorrow, as will the rest of the NHL. Back in action on Friday as they attempt to set the record for most home wins to begin the season. Going to get to some mailbag questions here in a moment, but first, this episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. They have a product that people are more and more using every single day. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you can absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, basically all the things. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced some gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover that cost him about $100 per day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. Check out the Locked On Sports Today next podcast next from the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports. You can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. You may have heard some background noise as my wife is leaving to do some um, grocery shopping. Just sending her a quick note to grab me something. All right. I asked for some mailbag questions and you all responded with some great ones for me to answer here on today's podcast. The first one, I think, was a bit tongue-in-cheek. came from Hendrik at Ends, who asked, if the Bruins lose some games over the next couple of weeks, is it reasonable to assume they're doing it on purpose to avoid peaking too early? Now, the whole notion of peaking too early, kind of a misnomer. I mean... You don't want to coast through the regular season and take some losses to avoid the President's Trophy curse or to be seen as peaking too early. If you're a good team, you're going to win more often than not. Obviously, the Bruins have gotten off to a ridiculous start, 17-2 and over their first 19 games. And... I mean, nobody expected them to be this good so far this season. And they're not going to keep up this almost 900 
point percentage pace. If they win tonight, that's 90% of their games that they have won. The only two losses coming in Ontario, which is where I live. Please don't hold that against me. It's not my fault. Now, um, I don't think they're going to go out there and intentionally drop some games to avoid peaking too early. But some losses are inevitably going to come. This team's not going to go 80-3 and or whatever, uh, like Brett Ritchie famously said a few years ago. It's a very tough stretch of games that they're in the midst of here, beginning with that game on Monday against Tampa. It includes a couple games against the Avalanche, although they're pretty banged up right now. It includes a couple games against the Vegas Golden Knights and Bruce Cassidy. Um, Carolina, another game against Tampa. So, yeah, there's going to be some losses coming up. It's a long season. They've banked a lot of points here. Any losses that come up, unless they go on like an equally long losing streak and go 2-18 and 18 over their next 20, then uh, not really much to be worried about. They have been very clear so far this season about not resting on their laurels, realizing there's things they need to improve on from game to game, and uh, they've been benefiting from a great offense so far, stellar goaltending, amazing special teams, and uh, we'll see if it continues here tonight against the Florida Panthers. Next question comes from Timothy Flanagan at 1967Timothy. Anything new on the negotiations with David Posternock? Would eight years at 85 to 90 million dollars get a deal done? Great question. I haven't heard anything new on that front, but based on how his season is going so far, I don't know if that's going to be able to get it done. He's got 12 goals, 17 assists for 29 points through 19 games. Uh, He's among the league leaders in total points. And I've been saying for quite a while that I think it will be an eight-year deal worth $88 million. So uh, an $11 million AAV. And that's in line with his production right now and some of the top players in the game. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, Jason Robertson on a very team-friendly $7.5 million deal with the Stars right now. Nikita Kucherov, 28 points. He's up there as well. Eric Carlson making $11.5 million. Pasternak is one of the premier players in the NHL. And he deserves to be compensated as such. And uh, I'm sticking to that prediction of 8 times 11 for an $88 million total contract. Andrew at Hear Another Echo asks, Did anyone believe that Allmark could be this good? Easily the 7th player choice as it stands. I mean, that could be the baseline for hardware that he brings home this season. Right now, he leads the NHL in goals against average. The only goalie with a sub-200 
1.62 goals against average. He's at 1.96. He also is tied for the league lead in save percentage at 935. Uh, tied with Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, second place, Alexander Georgiev, Jake Ottinger uh, in Colorado, Dallas, respectively, followed by Ilya Sorokin, Stuart Skinner, Ilya Samsonov. I always thought Linus Allmark could be a very good Bruin. Uh, did I think he would lead the NHL in save percentage? Did I think he'd go 13-1 and to begin the season? No, I'm going to be honest. I looked at his numbers with the Buffalo Sabres in the previous seasons before coming to Boston. He had like a 916 save percentage in those two seasons on teams that were not very good at all. Um, And I figured bring him to Boston. He should be relatively successful. In Buffalo 2020-21, he went 29-6 and with a 9-17 save percentage. Last year, 20, sorry, 39-26-10 with a, uh, sorry, 26-10-2. He started 39 games. Uh, he's already halfway to matching that career high in wins through 14 games. That 9-35 save percentage, much higher than his career mark of 9-15. So, just like the Bruins likely will come down from that 900 point percentage, we'll see Linus Allmark's save percentage come down a touch, but I still think he could reasonably keep it around 920 and challenge for the Vesna Trophy this season for sure. He He's just been that good. Going to answer some more questions here to finish the podcast. But I want to thank you again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. Don't forget to check out the Locked On NHL podcast, Locked On Celtics, Locked On Patriots, Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast. So much great content on the Locked On podcast network. All right, a couple questions about trades that I want to get to. But first, Mike B at MDB82 asks, when is it time for all of us to offer up a public apology to Nick Felino for all the bad things we as a fan base said about him last season? Well, I think it's well beyond time. Uh, Nick Felino, as I mentioned earlier, has been integral to Boston's early season success. Uh, you know, he has more points than Charlie Coyle. A.J. Greer, Trent Frederick, Thomas Nosek, Craig Smith up front. And 19 games played, 4 goals, 7 assists. Yes, his shooting percentage is a bit elevated at 15.4. But he does a lot of other things out there to create space for his teammates, to get those loose pucks, and... um, you know, if he can keep up this pace, he's not only living up to the $3.8 million AAV, but arguably uh, outplaying it. And uh, thank goodness nobody grabbed him off waivers to begin the season. And I don't think there's any risk of him being put on there 
uh, at this point. He's contributing on the power play. Uh, he's, you know, throwing hits. He's able to get in there and win the odd faceoff. And his leadership on and off the ice has been so important. Uh, so, yeah. If I said anything bad, Nick, I dearly apologize. I've always liked him as a Bruin, you know, in the locker room, as a Bruin in spirit. But he is embodying that on the ice with his play right now. And, um, yeah, we're lucky to have him uh, at the moment. Hopefully he can stay healthy and continue to contribute. Uh, now Maggie, PhD, at Maggie with a bunch of E's, underscore 37. As well as Danny Dester, at Dester Jester, asked about the trade light deadline. Any pieces the Bruins might need for a run? Um, and should the Bruins make any moves to secure the cup this year? I mean, it's tough at the moment. It's hard to pick out any holes. Um, I still think they could use a scoring forward uh, for the third line. Uh, you know, Taylor Hall's been down there. Pavel Zaka has been on the third line. Any one of those guys with Coyle uh, makes sense to me. But, you know, Trent Frederick... Craig Smith have been in and out on that line as well. <clears throat> and I'd like to see them add a more established or more consistent scoring threat on there right now. Everybody loves Craig Smith in the lineup. He's a very popular guy in the room. Um, he's just not producing at the moment. Only one goal through 10 games. Oft scratched by head coach Jim Montgomery. If he can get it going get it back to his kind of perennial 20-goal production, that would be fantastic. He could still be a salary cap casualty. They're obviously looking to move Mike Riley. Um, Derek Forbort's coming back. They could also use use some depth on defense, I still think. You know, they have Anton Strawman. Connor Clifton's played pretty well. But there's always injuries that come up. Um, and that will largely dictate what they do at the deadline. Who's still healthy around that time. Um, if they're getting that depth scoring. But as presently constituted, I think this lineup has the ability to to win. Obviously. And um, it's going to be up to Don Sweeney. Whether or not they want to stay the course with this group. Or add to it. That would mean subtracting as well to make room. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, very interested to see what happens. But there's still a bunch of time before that. The trade deadline isn't until March 3rd this year. Thanks so much for sending in those questions. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow because it's not a holiday for me being Canadian. Uh, so I'll recap today's game against the Panthers update the weekly cup check top five teams around the nhl and how the bruins measure up and uh preview the game against the hurricanes on friday uh probably won't record until after that game uh because there's no games on the weekend either uh so to keep it fresh for you all hope you have a good last day of work before the long weekend enjoy the game tonight Enjoy some libations while you watch it. I'm going to be watching the Canada soccer game this afternoon. Very excited about that. 
And uh, yeah, please do take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And uh, happy early Thanksgiving, American friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow here on Locked On Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.